If you are under the age of 18 and are looking to improve your mental health, or if you're a parent of a child or teenager and want to support them even better, then this podcast might be for you. We are Cam's Grampian and this is Keep Cam's and Carry On. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Keep Cams and Carry On with me, your host, Dr. Tarika Gunarathna. I'm a consultant psychiatrist here at Cams Grampian and this podcast is all about helping children, teens and families manage stress in tough times just that little bit better. And today I am excited to introduce to you another special guest here on the show. She is a CAMS nurse and does a lot of work in the therapy space for her patients. It is Raylene Thompson. Raylene, so good to have you. Hi, Tarika. How are you? I'm, I'm really well, thanks. Thanks for asking. Raylene, for those that haven't met you yet, why don't you, in a nutshell, just let us know who you are and what it is that you do for your patients. Sure. So, yeah, my name is Raylene and I'm one of the CAMS nurses here in the department. And I meet with young people for lots of different reasons, but the main therapy that I use is something that's called interpersonal psychotherapy, or IPT. IPT, fantastic. Now, even before we move any further, I just want to unpack that with you because I think many of us have heard about therapy, some of us have heard about cognitive behavioural therapy or CBT. Interpersonal therapy might sound a little bit more niche. Can you just unpack that a little bit for those that are listening in? Of course. Um, so IPT is more focused on relationships and interactions between people. And I guess sometimes how if relationships aren't going so well or communication is a bit difficult, that that can affect how you feel. So interpersonal psychotherapy is about addressing some of those challenges. So good. So good. I think what you're saying there about relationships is so key, so important for um, us as society, but particularly the, the children, teenagers and, and families that we see and those that are out there. Certainly right now at the time of recording this, we have a corona crisis and a lot of people are on lockdown in their homes and relationships are being stretched and tested in, in, in new ways. Wait, Is yeah, that fair to say? Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, your top tips are going to be on relationships and specifically using your team. Have I got that right? Yeah. Can, can you just unpack why this concept of using your team and relationships is important to you and what you really love about sharing with young people before we even get into your top tip, really? I think it's so important because as social beings, we are intended to be around other people. We need human contact and support from other people in various different ways. And... Again, sometimes when things get a bit difficult for young people or for adults as well, it can be about um, that lack of connection with other people or um, breakdowns in relationships. So it's really important for me because I can see, especially for young people, when there are challenges in, in relationships, um, that actually this is something that can be really helpful. So good. I think this is going to be really, really useful. I can't wait to jump in on these top tips. But first, quick disclaimer. 
Please remember that this podcast is not a substitute for face-to-face medical advice. Please also remember that this content may or may not fit to your specific circumstances. If you're concerned about your mental health and feel that you require professional input, then please reach out to your GP in the first instance. NHS 24 is also available out with your GP hours. Okay, so... Top tips on using your team. Raylene, take it away. So the first thing I'd like to talk to you all about is about making a map of the relationships that you have with other people. So I'm going to do my best to talk you through this. I usually do it with somebody in a room, so it's a bit bit tricky, so bear with me. Um, So what I'd like you to do is to get a bit of paper and a pen and put your name in the middle in a, a little circle. And then around that, draw four more concentric circles, kind of like an archery target, but just no colours on it. So just some blank circles, concentric circles. What I'd like you to think about is all the different people that you have in your team or in your social network. So those people could be relatives, could be friends, could be neighbours, could be people that you know from clubs or activities or folk that you just know online. So just to check, they can write down anyone they want to um, in, in, in their life? Anybody that you think is important to you. And it might be somebody that actually you've drifted apart from a little bit, but they might go in those circles somewhere. So the idea is that you put the names of the people in depending on how close they are. So the people closest to you, and it can be close for different reasons, but whoever's closest to you goes in that first circle nearest your name. And then so on and so forth. So the people that you've maybe drifted away from or that you just generally don't see so much or are less close to go right at the outside. So really, can I ask, for those that are listening in, how do you judge how close someone is? Is there is there a way someone can be close to you, if you know what I mean? Yeah, there's different things that we get in, out of relationships from different people. So I try to think about it in three different categories. So one of those being just social companionship. So it's just people that you spend time with. Um, people that give you practical support. So an example of that might be, for young people, your parents giving you lifts around places or or money. (laughs) Um, And people that give you emotional support in some kind of way. So people that you would feel comfortable sharing things with or that they share things with you, you know, vice versa. So that's the different kinds of ways you can look at the relationships in different ways that people can be close to you for different reasons. So is it possible that I can say, as a child, I can have some people in my life that are close to me because of the stuff that they do, the practical stuff, and it might be because I play sport with them or um, we attend a, a club every week together or it's people that help me out. But then there could be other people that I could relate to just because they're more of an emotional support they kind of get me. Is that fair to say? For sure. So you might have somebody that's in that circle somewhere that just meets one of those kind of criteria, if you like. But it might be that somebody is all three things for you. Okay, so our listeners in are probably doing this right now. They've got their paper out, they've got a pen, they've written their name in the middle of the paper, drawn a circle around it, so they're like this planet in the middle. They're the centre of the archery target. And we've got those circles around our own name, and then we've put in the names of other people in our life, the closer people on the inner circles, the more distant people in the outer circles, where do they go from there? 
So one thing that's important to say is that it's not about how many people you can get on those circles, because for some people you don't have that many people around you and that's okay. Um, for other people, there might be quite a lot of different people and different groups of people that you know, so that's all right, don't worry about that. Um, it is also that you'd be thinking about different kinds of relationships and how balanced they are. So it might be people that you know on there that you give a lot to, you kind of support a lot yourself, or it might be that these people support you a lot. So there's also those kind of things to think about too. Raylene, when, when this map is being constructed, what direction of, of, of a line, as it were, would these people come into the central point? Do they all have to be queued up in a perfect line as if it was 12 o'clock, the two arms of a, of a clock pointing in the same line? Or would they come in from different angles? And, and if so, why? You can put them wherever you like. Um, it's interesting that's something that's so personal to everybody that does it themselves. Some people like to do it in a very ordered way and other people it's just totally random. Some people even like to grade the, the each kind of width of the circle, if you like, so that somebody's right on the edge of a line or that somebody's right on the far side of it. So you can do it any which way you like. I think it's a really great point that actually it's not one size that fits all. It depends on who you are, how you relate to people, uh, who is in your life. And this is not a popularity contest, is what you said. It doesn't matter how many people are on the, the map. It's about where you place them, right? Absolutely, and sometimes it's more about quality of relationships rather than quantity as well. Any tips on uh, you know, friends or relatives that kind of are sitting on the fence between one circle and another? I remember doing exercises like this with some of my patients. Now, you call it an archery target, I call it a solar system, so it's planets in the middle and planets that spin around the central planet. But I remember there have been times where some of my patients are like, oh, okay, well, this chap over here, I'm not really sure if they're on my inner circle or if they're on my secondary circle and actually they were there last week but now I'll move them this week. Any thoughts on that really for, for, for kids that want to try this exercise? I would say just don't overthink it. Just put them wherever you think it feels right to in that moment because at the end of the day for different reasons people move around your circles all the time. Um, it might be that somebody goes off on holiday for a few weeks and you don't see them as much so they're not as close to you for that period of time. Um, or it might be that there are difficulties in relationships so that people move in and out of your circles for that reason too. So, so I would just say don't worry too much about it. It's more about actually getting the people on there and kind of having an understanding about why they're on there for you. Now, some people are listening in are thinking, well, why would I do this? Like, I kind of know that I've got people in my life. Why, why would I put it on paper? And um, when I've seen patients in my clinic do this, it's totally opened their eyes. What have you seen happen to young people and children who do such an exercise as this? So many different responses. For some people, it's, oh, wow, I didn't actually realise I had quite so many people around or oh, I'd forgotten actually that they have been such a support to me in the past. Or sometimes there's a, a kind of a bit more serious note to it where it's uh, somebody that they've had a bereavement, you know, um, a young person who said, oh, well, actually, my grandparent would have been in there before, but they unfortunately passed away. But that's equally important to think about. I think you're right. I think that when you change your perspective on your relationships, as in, in a way, it's almost a bit like a plan view in a way. It's just looking at your life and your relationships from a different angle. It just gives you a, a new insight. It just kind of, uh, it fills in some of the blanks in your mind. You see it a different way and you can do a bit more with that. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. And the other thing to think about is that you might 
have people on that network who are on the outer circles that you think, well, that's somebody that I've not known for that long yet, but I actually quite like them and think it's somebody I might want to spend more time with. Or you might be putting somebody down saying, well, you know, we had a disagreement a while ago, but actually maybe that's something I want to do something about now so that, again, you're looking at how you can expand the people that you've got in your team or closer to you in your team. So in a way, it's a nice way to get hold of your relationship life, isn't it? It's a nice way just to kind of uh, get an up-to-date view on what is going on in my day-to-day interaction, who is close to me, who's a little bit on the outside, what do I want to do with these relationships? It can really empower children and young people to get hold of their relationships. Is that fair to say? Yeah, and especially in, in times like this when actually we're maybe not having as much face-to-face contact with some of the people who are most important to us um, are, or a lot more face-to-face contact with people that we're not used to having so much face-to-face contact with. And I think it's times that we've now got to be a bit creative about how we do keep in touch with other people. Yeah, I think that's a good point because when we're in lockdown, might be at home now with our little brother or big sister um, for much, much longer periods of time than than we're used to. So we have to adjust to that. And also we don't get to see some of the friends and other uh, children and adults in our life that make up our our, our kind of routine life uh, because we don't see people physically at the moment uh, during this kind of corona crisis. Let's talk about that, Raylene, just a little bit. So let's just say our listeners in have now got this piece of paper on their wall. They've got a a nice archery target of them and the people in their life. Can you give us a top tip on how to take this just a little bit further? What practical tips could you give people to make an action on this? So I think once you've got your, your network and you've got it all mapped out, who's all in your team, my top tip is for you to start thinking about how you're going to be able to keep in touch with all these people in a creative kind of way. So what I would suggest is that you maybe make a planner of when and how you're going to talk to people. So in a way that you wouldn't normally do, of course, you wouldn't normally be planning out when you're going to call somebody or when you're going to be able to to do a video call with somebody. But we're all in this situation together. So let's just think about how we can keep connections going. So map out a week. Think about the people that you definitely want to spend time with, even if that's virtually, and get in touch with these people and say, right, how about we make sure that we touch base at this time on a Tuesday or multiple times a week, whatever it is that's going to fit. And think about then how you're going to do that. So are you going to just make a phone call? Are you going to message? Are you going to do a video call? Are you going to do group video calls because there's multiple people who you'd like to keep in touch with at the same time? We might have to go old school and go letters or emails, but it is a time to think about it creatively. What can you do differently? When you said old school there, I thought you were going to say carrier pigeon, but you were uh, you were quite appropriate there. Emails, uh, letters, great ways of getting in touch with folk. I like the idea of scheduling. I think that if you put it in the diary, if you put it in a schedule, there's more chance of it happening. I think if you're at home, if you're in lockdown, and it's just the same four walls all the time, the same people all the time, it's quite easy to lose track of what you're getting up to in your relationship life. How do people schedule? I don't know if our kids and teenagers have diaries. Maybe they do. Is there something they can just print off online or something they can make up? Any any idea on that one, really, for our listeners? Well... Again, very personal. So you could, again, just go old school, get a paper diary, do it that way, or use your online diary or calendars that you would normally use. Um, 
I, I guess it is just whatever works for you normally, any other normal way that you would keep a schedule. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't think there's any one best way to do that. And for parents that are listening in, of course, they can do this with their their, their child if they're much younger and uh, I guess get them to build a schedule together. Who are we going to get in touch with this week just to keep the relationship life going, to keep the connections going, which is uh, which is really great for mental well-being. Any other thoughts, closing comments that you want to add, Raylene, for our listeners? Yeah, just one other thought that actually this is going to work on so many levels because Yep, it's going to be beneficial to you if you're doing this for yourself, but it's going to have an impact then on the people that you're making an effort to keep in touch with. And whether that's a friend or a grandparent or a cousin or whatever it might be, everybody's going to benefit because you're all going to be keeping in touch and making sure that you're supporting each other. And on that note, it is really important that, that these things have a balance. So it's not that always you're just supporting other people. You've got to make sure that it's a balance between you being supportive and being able to get that support from people too. That's a great closing comment. Getting the balance right, really, really important. Okay, so really, this has been super helpful. I think that our listeners are going to get great value from this. A lot of people out there are going to be able to draw up their archery target, so to speak, of uh, their relationship circles um, and also start to schedule some of their contacts. Really, it's been really, really great to have you here. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. So folks, for the youth listening in, whether you're a child, a teenager, whether you are a parent or a carer, uh, I hope that you've found value from what we've discussed today in all things relationship and using your team. So wherever you are, I hope that this has been helpful. I hope that you're able to implement this, keep calms and carry on. And I look forward to speaking to you next time. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Keep Cams and Carry On. For more content like this, why not subscribe to our podcast or check out our website at camsgrampian.org.